Hello, everybody. Welcome to Evan's Sports Show. I am your host, Evan, and today we are going to be talking about my thoughts and opinions on this year's trade deadline. Um, the trade deadline occurred last week, so this is a little bit late, but I still have still can get some good insight to you guys. Um, so the first trade that we're going to talk about is the Clint Capella trade, the Rockets. Um, they received Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and a 2024 second-round pick via the Warriors. The Hawks received Clint Capella and Nene. The Timberwolves received Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, and Jared Vanderbilt, and a 2020 first-round pick via Brooklyn. Lottery protected. The Denver Nuggets, they got Gerald Green, Kenta Bates, Diab Shabazz, Napier, Noah Vonley, and a 2020 first-round pick via the Rockets. So the two biggest um, teams involved here were obviously the Rockets and the Hawks. Um, so the Hawks, they got um, Capella, obviously, which is a um, big, which was a big need for them. They really needed a center. Um, currently, before the deadline on roster, they had Alex Lynn and Dwayne Dedman, or not Dwayne Dedman, Alex Lynn and Damian Jones. Sorry, and uh, they weren't really uh, getting it done. I mean, Atlanta is one of the worst teams in the NBA, so just getting talent is at any position is great for them. Um, they get Clint Capella, who's a really good rebounder, um, great defender, will be just be a good solid uh, center to put in the post and uh, off the pick and roll, Trey Young. Um, he gives an advantage to them for, um, as I said before, defense because they're one they're one of like the worst defensive teams. Trey Young is atrocious on defense and they just have a bunch of younger guys that don't really play defense so just getting a good defensive center just to anchor your um, defense is great and the Houston Rockets they got a Robert Covington who is um, a good 3 and D player played for Minnesota Um, he's been playing he's been playing good um, this season Um, his first game with the Rockets they played the Lakers and he scored 14 points. He went 5 from 9 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3, had 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. And they actually ended up winning that game by 10, which is pretty good to do against the Lakers because the Lakers are one of the top teams in the West currently. And my only concern with this trade is they traded away their only center on the roster. So now um, they, I think they played TJ, P.J. Tucker, um, at center um, when they played the Lakers and they had James Harden doing the tip, which I don't think he'll ever win the tip. But I just think having not having a um, big man like come playoff time when you guys, when you have to go against the Jokic's, Anthony Davis, um, and then if you make it to the finals, then you have to go against like Giannis and Brooke Lopez and all those guys who are big, tall dudes, which I don't think a six foot five PJ Tucker at center will do you any good there. Um, they'll just feed it to him in the post. They'll just destroy him. But it has, there are some positives to this. As you, as um, we saw in the Lakers game, they shot a bunch of threes. They shot him at a high percentage and they outscored him by 10 points, which is always good. But, um, I do think this could either be great for the Rockets or really bad because, as we saw, they could either just have a ton of success like shooting the ball and um, like defensively, or they could have, or it could just spiral out of control where they just get just bullied by these bigger centers and bigger teams. But um, so far, with the small sample size that we've had of this um, small ball um, lineup, it's looked all right. And I think they're two and two in the last four games, so. 
it's had its ups and downs already but we'll see i guess we'll see how it contributes later in the season and into the playoffs and the next trade it's not a major one it's just a minor one but the kings trade Dwayne deadman to the hawks um, the Hawks obviously get Dwayne Dedman in a 20, 2020 and a 2021 second round pick. And the Sacramento Kings receive Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. Um, the Hawks, they had Dwayne Dedman last year. He was good for them. The Kings sent to a huge contract. Didn't play him. Traded him back to Hawks and, along with two picks just to get off his salary. And the Kings, they get Jabari Parker, who is a good player. Um, he's been doing good this season. But he has been getting injured as usual. He, he's been injured multiple times in his career, which is why he could possibly, whatever your opinion is, he could possibly be a bust. Um, because I don't I don't think he's really lived up to his draft um, pick. So, But I do think off the bench uh, for the Kings, he'll be a good scorer once he comes back from his injury that he has currently. Um, I think he can provide some bench scoring with um, Buddy Heald now on the bench because the Kings benched him for uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. And um, I think just getting more help um, with their bench and overall because the Kings have been struggling this year and not have and have not been doing as good as they did last year. So they've been kind of underwhelming at some points and just any uh, boost they can get would be a huge success for them. Next trade we have is the Warriors trading... Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third to Philadelphia for three second round picks. Um, Philadelphia, the, the reason they made this trade is because they need shooting badly. They have their only shooters really are Landry Shamit and um, Tobias Harris. But I don't even just two guys to have shooting around Ben Simmons who can't shoot at all. Joel Embiid has been struggling this year. Just adding more veteran uh, shooters and bench players is a, is a big pickup for them. I think it's a a move that'll help them in the playoffs more um, towards um, that time because just having veteran dudes that'll score more and take the scoring loads off of Simmons and um, Embiid is always a huge plus. Not that they're going to make like huge, like insane um, contribute contributions, but uh, decent enough that it'll help um, them win a couple more games. <clears throat> the next trade we have, which is a pretty big one, which is the Heat landing Andre Gudala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill, and the Grizzlies receiving Justice Winslow, James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and Gorgi Zhang. And then the um, Grizzlies traded James Johnson to the Timberwolves that same that same day. Um, so the Heat, they get Andre Gudala, who is a proven um, playoff um, consistent like player. Um, he's he played well for the Warriors when he was on their team. Uh, he was great on defense. Not much of a scorer anymore, but um, just get he'll just get you um, defensive hustle, rebounds, steals, blocks, all that, and just be a key contributor come the playoff time. Um, I don't think he'll make a huge impact during like the rest of these games until um, playoffs because um, he's getting up there in age and he doesn't really have as much scoring contribution as he used to. So... I do think this is just more like a playoff move um, just to help booster their chances of making and going deeper in the playoffs. They did sign him to a two-year $30 million extension the moment they traded for him. So he'll be in Miami for a little bit. And um, he'll probably he maybe even retire there. I'm not sure because he's probably getting close to retirement. And so the Grizzlies, they get Justice Winslow, who is a good um, young player. He's been kind of struggling with the Heat. I just don't think he really found a role that like fit him or 
they just didn't utilize him right. I'm not really sure. I don't really watch many Heat games, but stats-wise, he's been struggling. But I do think um, going with a John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and having that um, just building on their young core with those three, I do think that that would be a good um, future plan. I think Justice Winslow can help score a little bit um, with John Morant and I think that they'll work well together. And they did um, release Dion Waiters um, shortly after. And the Lakers currently are rumored to be signing, or possibly they're looking into signing um, Dion Waiters because they were not able to get Darren Collison because he decided to stay retired. And they did not make any draft or any um, trade deadline moves. So they're trying to just get other players to bolster their playoff hopes so they can beat the Clippers who made a move. A pretty big move that I will talk about later. Um, so the next the next trade we have is a blockbuster trade. Probably the biggest trade of the day is between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. The Timberwolves received D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Amari Spellman. And the Warriors received Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected first round pick, and a 2021 second round pick. So for the Timberwolves, they get D'Angelo Russell, who is um, a proven scorer. Um, he's, he played well with the Nets. He kind of had a breakout year, and he's been doing really good for the Warriors this year, getting um, all the minutes because uh, Curry and Clay Thompson have been hurt, and he's been really the only like decent good player on that team, so he's had to carry the scoring load. And um, he's playing with his um, best friend, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, who I do think that they'll play well. They'll play well off of each other. Um, he played in his first game um, on the 10th, so three days ago. Um, against the Raptors, and they lost that game. But uh, he had 22 points. He shot seven from 12 from the field, four for five from three. He had five assists and a steal. Um, so that's pretty good, pretty good numbers. I think he kind of just fit right into that team that was struggling to find any any talent or just any way to win, really. They hadn't won many games at all since, like, November, I think. But... um I do think that this will help them. I mean, they're obviously not going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to be a low lottery team, but I do think this will make them a little bit more respectable and possibly they could possibly trade for Devin Booker. Um, I don't really know how that would work out contract-wise because um, they're all on like rookie extensions, which are pretty lengthy and pretty um, big money. So um, I guess we'll see what happens there. If, if they do end up trading for Devin Booker, I don't know, later in the seasons or um, next next couple of years, then I do think that they will be a per, they will definitely obviously definitely be a playoff team. But I think that they could probably hold their own in the West with um two of the, the of with one of the best scorers and Devin Booker, a very great a good great scorer and D'Angelo Russell, another great scorer in Carlton Towns. So. Um, I guess we'll just see how that all works out in the upcoming years if Booker demands a trade or whatever happens down there in Phoenix. The next trade we are going to talk about is Andre Drummond heading to Cleveland. Um, The Cleveland Cavaliers received Andre Drummond and the Detroit Pistons received John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 second-round pick. So the Cavs, they get Andre Drummond, who is a good... good, uh, Defensive rebounding center. He, I think he leads the league in rebounds this year. So, um, 
the Cavs just they just need players. They need talent. They're they're like the Hawks. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA currently. Um, their starting center was Tristan Thompson, who is like 31, I think. So and he hadn't really he hasn't really put up as much production as he used to. So just getting another young center just to plug in with their young core of um, Jarius Garland and Carlin Sexton it will, is good. Um, he'll provide good defense along with Kevin Love because that's also something that the Cavs struggle with. They don't really have much defense. And I do think that front court of Kevin Love and Andre Drummond, if they do decide to keep both of them, I think they could be pretty decent in next year. But uh, Drummond will become, he does have a player option this year, so we'll see if he opts in or out on that. And there has been rumors since summer of the Cavs moving on from Kevin Love. But I do think overall the Cavs won this trade by a landslide because they traded two players that they didn't really use. And um, and then they traded a 2023 second round pick, which might end up in coming into something or might not. I don't know, it's three years away. But from the Pistons' side, um, the reason that they did this was just because they're going in full rebuild mode. They're just trying to trade away all their players. But I do think they could have definitely gotten more value out of Drummond because he is still a good player. Um, they, they didn't end up trading Derrick Rose, which I thought they would, but they held on to him. So he's probably going to walk in free agency, which, I mean, if you can get some at least some kind of assets out of him, I mean, you do it, but they stayed pat and um they didn't trade like blake griffin because it's hard hard to trade him with that contract and they were rumored to uh, be trading luke Kennard to the suns to for like one of their first round picks but the trade never materialized so they were just trying to gut their entire roster um but they only were able to get rid of one player and um, that one player was one of their best and they didn't really get much back for him so don't really know what they were thinking on that one but i guess we'll see what happens um, in the future. I do think that they're definitely struggling. Um, they just need a total, complete rebuild. Just get rid of everybody. Um, the next trade we have is between the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Wizards. The Clippers receive Marcus Morris Sr. and Isaiah Thomas. The New York Knicks receive Maurice Harkless, the 2020 first-round pick and second-round pick via Detroit. And the Washington Wizards get Jerome Robinson. Um, the Clippers, this is a huge move for them. They, um, this helps them possibly become a, um, title favorite. Uh, they get Marcus Morris, who's a good, great, great scorer, plays pretty good defense. And then they got Isaiah Thomas, who they later released. Um, for Marcus Morris though, I do think that he might take shots away from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And like Lou will, I don't know how they're all going to be able to score, but I do think that he will help them in the playoffs. And if Kawhi needs like load management or whatever, you can just put him in and he'll basically, he'll, he'll suffice good enough for the Clippers to win a couple more, a couple games when Kawhi or Paul George don't play. But I do think that he is a free agent after this year, so I don't know if they're going to resign him or not. Um, we'll see how that goes, but. And you think that this definitely makes them a championship a championship favorite and um, could possibly give them an edge over the Lakers. Um, the Knicks, they get a first-round pick, which, I mean, they need talent. They're the Knicks. They have sucked for years. And um, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, he got released by the Clippers shortly after this trade. 
which it's been a tough road for him. He's he's since his uh, MVP run in Boston, he's been traded multiple times in the last like three years, and he's never really found a team that like will use him. And I, I don't know, his career might be over. I'm not sure. The Lakers might pick him up. I don't know. Probably not. But I guess we'll see what happens with him. So that's pretty much all I have for trades. Um, so I think the biggest winners of the deadline were obviously the Cavs, the um, Timberwolves. I think they won that trade. The Heat with the Iguodala trade and the Hawks receiving um, Clint Capella. And um, my biggest losers are probably um, definitely definitely the Pistons because they didn't really get much back. Um, I would say the the um, the Knicks they didn't really get too much back. I mean they got for some pick, and um, I would say also the Lakers um, they didn't really. I mean they weren't like huge losers, but I mean they technically lost because they didn't make any moves and they were. Rumored to make a lot, and they were hoping on, they were banking on getting uh, Jaron Collison in free agency, but he decided to stay in retirement. So we're gonna have to go with either J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, um, possibly. That's been rumored, but um, they need playmaking, and none of those guys can do that for them. It's just extra shooters. So we'll see how that goes down in L.A. So yeah, um, speaking of the Lakers and play people not making moves, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna talk about. Um, the people that didn't make moves and why um, it's good and bad. Um, so for the Lakers, obviously they're the biggest, the biggest people that didn't make a move. They um, they need playmaking. I mean, or just because LeBron is what thirty five now, he's playing a lot of minutes. I think he played forty two minutes last night, which is a lot for a thirty five year old. I mean, he's still one of the greatest players in the world right now. But I do think. During an 82-game season, he um, might slow down or just get, like, fatigued. So I do think bringing in just another guy, because when he's not on the floor, they're not, like, obviously they're not as good. But, like, when him and Davis aren't on the floor, they're not good. They have, because what's their, they run Rondo, KCP, Kuzma, um, Caruso, and um, JaVale McGee. So, I mean... I don't think they're really going to win many games, but if you play out that team. So I do think just getting, because Rondo, he's also old, and um, he's kind of, I don't know, he's not really doing, or he's not hes not um, the role that they need. They need a playmaker, and Rondo's really not doing that currently. So I do think, like, if they were to get Darren Collison, that definitely would have been a good pickup, but since he's still retired, I don't really know much of where they go i do know that they're definitely probably going to look for players in the buyout market i don't really know who's in the buyout market but if they could find a serviceable point guard um i have heard like tyler johnson but he is just he he's not a playmaker he's more of a shooter um and then they were looking at jr smith and Dion waiters who were also shooters who wouldn't really fill the biggest need that they are in need of but i don't know we'll see what happens with them and who they pick up in the buyout market um, I think the Kings, they were rumored to trade. Uh, I mean, they did make a trade, but they didn't make like one of the trades that they were like one of the bigger trades. They were rumored to trade a uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, but they decided to keep to hang on to him, to hang on to them. They were um, maybe going to trade him to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, but then that didn't work out. And people were thinking maybe to the Bucks. 
or just just anywhere really because he could I mean, he could play anywhere he's a good shooter good defender he's young um he is a restricted free agent this year this year next year i forget um but the, the reason that they were going to trade him is because they wanted to open up money for um because darren fox would be due for an extension um bagley would be due for an extension in a couple years buddy heels already getting paid a lot of money and um you have other money tied into players that you, they overpaid like Corey joseph um jabari parker he's on a pretty um good contract and um so I do think like not trading Bogey might hurt them. It just depends if they can re- if they can re-sign him, then I think they're fine. But if they do, if they can't re-sign him, then I think just losing him in free agency is a loss for the franchise because he's a good player. Um, he's helped them a lot through um, his years of playing with them, and he has a big impact on the on the court. Um, they actually benched Buddy Heald for him, so I think he's been doing pretty good starting. And then, like, just to lose him for nothing really would uh, just derail the franchise even more than it has already been in the future or in the past. Sorry. So, yeah, I think that them not making um, the Bogdan Bogdanovich trade could either help them or hurt them. We'll see how free agency pans out. Um, another thing is, um, I think the, um, Excuse me, the um, the Rockets. They um, I don't know if they can get um far in the playoffs with their small lineup team that they have. We talked about it a little bit, but I do think that they could possibly it could possibly work, possibly not. I'm not really sure. Um, so I guess now, like after the deadline, teams are looking more forward to the buyout market. There's already been a couple of moves. I think uh, Marvin Williams has gone to the Bucks. Michael K. Gilchrist has gone to the Mavericks. Um, J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, and Tyler Johnson are rumored to possibly go with the Lakers. Um, I think it's just all these playoff contention teams are trying to just get one or two more extra pieces just just to help um, help their chances in the playoffs. I mean, these guys aren't going to be like breakout players or do anything super special, but just get probably 10, 12 minutes a game and just just be another guy to uh, plug in when they need more scoring or defense or shooting. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today. Um, I will be uh, posting probably more um, consistently than I have because I've, I've been getting some more ideas and I have a couple topics that I want to talk about and um, with basketball ending soon and um, stuff I'll have more time over the weekends and things but I haven't really been able to post much because of school and sports and everything but I'm going to try to get more consistent with this and start posting more often and just getting uh, into a flow because I know I haven't posted this in multiple months so um Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. Um, Thank you all for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one.